I think for me, it's been very productive, alhamdulillah. I enjoy this Ramadan far more spiritually, far more than I did the other one, the one from the previous year. Um, for like, I feel like it therefore recompassed everything because prior to Ramadan, you know what it was, yeah? Mm. There's a reason why we were actually so absent because we're not just lazy. Mm. We are we are lazy mm. per se, but it was like like this taboo thing that no none of us want to talk about. The three of us, yeah. we didn't want to mention the podcast. Yeah. Now I don't know about the two of you, mm. but myself, I didn't want to do a single episode because I felt as if I would be a hypocrite. Yeah. And I'm like, how can I be telling others to do this and do that, be mm. a good Muslim, be this, be that, mm. when I myself am struggling so hard right now. Yeah. Like my iman, mm. I feel like it's just dropping and dropping and dropping. But the thing is, that's that's what this podcast is for. To be honest, like, yeah. bro, we don't, fam. Really, we don't need to lie, bro. Hundred. Whatever we're feeling, 100%. we're feeling in it. If we're, yeah, if we're not doing, we're not doing good in it. Like, for example, you asked me, bro, am I have I been better this Ramadan? Oh, what have I learned from it, bro? I can easily lie and say, oh, alhamdulillah, my mom's gone up, whatever, whatever. But bro, bro, this mm. podcast is here for a reason, bro. It's for us to reflect, to be honest with um, everyone that's listening, because really and truly. It's not always in the ups. Do you get? Yeah, there are times where it's it's a stalemate, bro. You might even your mom might even go down. Yeah. Do you get? So, bro, I can't let whatever's on your mind just say it. Yeah, hundred. Yeah. So I feel like it was a mad. It was so taboo. It was this topic I didn't want to bring up. Mm. So when we were so absent for so long, that entire de- gap was me just struggling. I, I don't know about YouTube, but I was just straight. I feel like all of us are struggling to be honest. So when this had happened. Mm. Then slowly come Ramadan time, come closer. I got reminded of the hadith. If you're in a gathering and the name of Allah is not mentioned, then it's as if you've gathered around the carcass of a dead donkey. Mm. Now, why would Allah, why would this hadith, correct me if it's a verse and Mm. not a hadith, but why would this be advised to us Muslims Mm. even though we don't have knowledge? Even to the layman, to people like us who don't have knowledge. Mm. Had it not been that it is completely normal for you to advise your brothers, yeah, it is completely normal for you to sit there with your brothers talking about Allah and the beautiful religion of Islam mm. and the way that you've been blessed or the way that you can improve your own religion, mm. um, religion as in like improving your spirituality, not, not adding nothing, mm. no bidah. Uh, but yeah, like why would this be advised to us? Had it not been that case. Mm. So I remember with Ramadan slowly approaching, I was so gassed. I was so happy. Yeah. I'm there every gathering now. We're just talking about, we're trying to finish it off with a, uh, a mention of Allah. We're trying to incorporate the name of Allah into mm-hmm. it. Yep. Um, very recently during one of the podcasts you'll listen, I had read, uh, um, just literally just picked it up really quickly, briefly, the tafsir of Ibn Kathir, and it was about Surah Fatiha. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's a two-way conversation. The first half is you and uh, you, Saying Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen You're praising Allah mm. And the second half you're saying Oh Allah make me of the Salat al-Mustaqim Make me of the garden ones Make me of those that aren't You know That won't earn your wrath And your anger mm. you, you ask The first part you're asking Sorry the first part you're praising Allah And yeah. the second part you're asking Allah uh-huh. And it's beautiful yeah, Completely it? changes like your khushu, Your focus and prayer mm. And so yeah When I realised that That's why we've like released Two, three, maybe even 13 episodes 14, 15 maybe 16 episodes by, yeah. by the end of this that's why there's been two episodes in like a month yeah. in comparison to like one in one year mm. I think you know yeah. so alhamdulillah when I got reminded of that I've, I've been on a spiritual high mm. there was one time we didn't want to do the brother circle yeah 
uh, Safu said everybody's really tired right now. Yeah. I can't lie. I got bummed out. Yeah. I noticed myself getting bummed out. Mm-hmm. And I was scared, first of all, that people would think, why the heck are you bummed out by this? But in reality, I was bummed out that I was bummed out, that I was affected. Yeah. Why did this affect me? Was the halaqa, the brother circle, not for the brothers? Of course. So why was I bummed out now that I can lead it? So that's when I knew, ooh, ooh, I'm kind of trying to focus on me now. I'm mm. trying to make something about me now. Okay. I'm letting this get to me now. Mm. Now it's a matter of showing off. Mm. And it got scary. I was like, I was bummed out. I was like, whoa, if anything, this should happen outside of Ramadan, not in Ramadan. Yeah. But alhamdulillah, I was so happy that it happened. Mm-hmm. This is the blessing, this is the beauty yeah. of it. It happened, I was bummed out that tarawih. Yeah. That, that tahajjud that we had, sorry, not that tarawih. I was bummed out leading up to tarawih, uh, to tahajjud. Mm-hmm. But bro, I was silent that night. Yeah. I was bare silent. That, that tahajjud affected me deeply mm. because I had to genuinely reflect and like recompass myself. Yo, this is not about you. Recompass yourself. The number of listeners do not mean anything. That's a sign of growth, you know. That's what I mean. I'm so happy. Yeah, you should be grateful that a lot you can. So grateful. Do you get so because grateful that a lot that of people then. get into the age we're at now, and they're not really becoming a better version of themselves. They're still stuck in the same position. Like, bro, being able to reflect on what you've done and being able to overcome it or become a better person from it is a huge blessing, you know. Because look how many people have gone astray. So blessed. Yeah, I mean, look how many people have gone astray. I know many people have gone astray. Yeah, friends or wherever. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I can also reflect, you can reflect, and know that what Big we did blessing. was wrong or whatever, and try to change remember, it. I can't remember who it was. Someone was saying like, whenever I do this, I feel so guilty, bro. I feel so guilty. I was saying, mm. oh, that's so good, bro. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and pity you for feeling guilty. I was mm. like, that's good, bro. Yeah. Treasure that. That's beautiful. Alhamdulillah, thank Allah that you feel guilty yeah. because that shows and. Right. A heart that's alive, mm-hmm. that feels when it's gone straight and gone further from Allah. Bro, do you know that book, that Awakening from the Sleep of Heedlessness by Ibn al-Jawzi, or mm-hmm. Headlessness, as you like to call it? Okay, see, <laughs> this is why, see, this, that's not even necessary, bro. You're just trying to be aggressive for no reason. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I was so funny. <laughs> see, look, now you mentioned, you might as well just told him, bro. Awakening from the Sleep of Headlessness. <laughs> no, I can't, I right, cool. Obviously, I have never in my life how old am I? 22. My yeah. 22 years of living on SR, I've never seen the word heedless. That's why I should read, bro. <laughs> bro, I read, innit? It's just, bro, I don't see heedless in any books. Do you get? Like, bro, I'll be reading Harry Potter. You think they talk about heedless? No. <laughs> so, cool. No, I've never seen that word heedless, yeah? And I, I turn on these notifications for like, on Twitter for like, Mufti Menk or these Islamic pages. Mm-hmm. And then I get a, a notification talking about someone, oh, don't try to change a person that's headless. <laughs> Or you'll be headless yourself. And I'm just thinking to myself, bro, what do they mean, man? Like, bro, I'm, bro, my brain is working at 100 miles per hour now, like, trying to, <laughs> trying to find a critical analysis to see what this means. Like, what do you mean, like, if I become headless myself? Like, it don't make sense. And I showed H, yo, H, what does this mean? Like, what does it mean to be not headless? I was like, bro, don't say headless, bro. It says heedless, bro. And I clocked it, bro. I don't think, bro. I can't lie. I felt so disappointed in myself, bro. I actually felt so disappointed. (laughs) 
Bro, how can I sit there read it and thought it said headless? Headless. 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 <laughs> yeah, let's move on from that. Bro, that was funny, fam. So yeah, one of my favorite books by Abdullah Josie, and mm. it's from his collection, the Darasuna collection, was um, Awakening from the Sleep of Heedlessness. Mm. So, one of the things that I mentions is, if you, if you make it out of your teens and your early 20s, mm. With your faith intact yeah. and your iman intact mm. and good in companions, yeah. the rest should be should be a nice ride. Mm-hmm. Should be a nice ride. Because at 30, 40 years old, mm. who's going to be making new friends? You're right. Go down right. At 30, 40 years old, who's going to want to make this big life-changing decision? Mm. Now, obviously, there's been occurrences. Mm. People have, at eight years of age decide to turn to Islam. Mm. Allah guides whom He wills, of course, and when He wills. Mm-hmm. But the majority, the consensus is, is that this is why companionship is so important. We spoke about it the other night. Oh yeah, bro, very. If it's not, you said for a revert, it's one of the most important things. It'd be a top, top two, bro, top three for anyone. For anyone, it's the most important thing. There's a reason why. It's one of my favorite surahs, uh, my verses, and it's the most chilling one in Surah Farqan where it goes, oh, it was Flan and Flan's fault that mm. this happened. That Flan and Flan will get judged for what they did. Yeah. And you're getting judged for what you did. Yeah. So it's like, don't follow people blindly mm-hmm. because you're going to be held accountable. Of course. Like, so in all of this, in hindsight, like, Islam doesn't tell you to be a sheep and just follow. To be a sheep and just mm. blindly follow people because how else do people go astray? Yeah. When somebody creates innovation and bid'ah, mm. can that's why bid'ah is so so heavily punished mm. for someone that creates an innovation. Mm. Because if the people rely on you and the people are like sheep, mm. at times they can be like sheep and you lead them astray, mm. yeah, your punishment's far worse than the people that follow, but the people are still punishable. They're still gonna get punished. <laughs> so Read yourself in it. Mm. At this age, if you're twenty, if you're your uh, your teenage years, um, your early twenties, make a change now. Go to the mosque and make new friends. Yeah. Nobody says you have to be buddy buddy with these man twenty four seven. But have a good companionship. Have mm. a good circle around you that you can rely on. Yeah. Because if companions is not the most important thing, it's second or top three. I feel like, especially for why I said for readers, because firstly, obviously. I've seen a lot of people, well, I know a lot of reverts myself in there, but a lot of real friends. Bro, they're literally, they take the shahada and that's it. They just start becoming their old self again. Mm-hmm. And that's only because they're not in uni, so they don't really have the right friends surrounding them. Obviously, their family as well, they can't really help them. So there's nothing, there's no one there that's surrounding them to better them, to yeah. teach them something new. So you get, alhamdulillah, I took my shahada first year uni. And um, be surrounded by the right people. Do you get? I wouldn't have any other way. I wouldn't have any other people. Do you get? The people I surround myself with. And yeah, if it weren't for them, would I still, obviously, I still be Muslim, but would I be in the place I am today where my my team or my, what's what's the word? Faith? Yeah, my faith is still there, still so high. Do you get? Yeah, alhamdulillah. And secondly, why it's so important for reverse as well is because, God forbid, obviously, if one of us dies, we've got any moment in it. God forbid. Yeah, of course. Who's, bro, who's, bro, you need people to make dwell for you. You need people to, obviously, 
do you get? After you're dead, that's it, bro. What's your test done? The only way to still collect deeds, rewards, is through friends. If they build like a well in your name, do you get? If you don't have the right people around you, right Muslims around you, that's it, bro. You're not earning no more rewards after you die. Yeah, if you're trying to say, especially as a reaver, because you you're born into Muslim family, your mum is there for you, your sister. Do you get me? My parents still don't know. Inshallah, one day I'm gonna tell them, of course. But if I didn't have you, man, I didn't have my boys in London or Birmingham, wherever. Can, can you open up your GC as well whilst you're talking as well? Our, our GC. Um, I sent another thing in there. Yeah. Uh, the one about Umar Anha. Uh, he's saying, but continue and then read that out and see how well it applies. Find it. Um, I'll find it for you. But yeah. If I didn't have you, man, and if I died, then what? You know what I'm saying? That's it, bro. Yeah. But yeah, read that and see how relevant that is. So, um... You read it, you read it. Okay. So, Umar ibn al-Khattab, uh, anhu, said, this religion will be destroyed when people will, who never experienced jahiliyyah will appear, will appear, um, and jahiliyyah means born Muslim and taking Islam for granted. Yeah. The moment you start to take it for granted mm. is when I feel like mm. a lot of things will... Allah blesses you with something, mm. and amanat is... I love that word, amanat. Yeah. is like Allah mm. blesses you with something. Yeah. Your eyes are amanat, your body, mm. your arms, your health, your time, your youth. Yeah. These are all things that Allah blesses you with. Of course. And he gives it to you mm. so that you may use it to utilize your worship. Mm. To increase your worship, yeah. to increase your relationship and your uh, yeah relationship with Allah. Mm. So, if Allah blesses you with these and you don't take advantage of it, yeah, Allah can easily take it away from you. Of course, yeah. Allah can easily take. The most scary verse in the Quran is, um, they'll ask and plead, I believe, to go back so yeah. that they may change their ways, uh-huh. but they are lying because yeah. if they go back, they'll still continue how they died. So there is yeah. no such thing as you dying early. Uh, um, if I go back, I'll increase my iman. Yes. I'll increase my prayers. I'll increase my charity. But that's a lie because you will go back and continue what you were doing. Facts. I remember one of my boys posted, um, basically, let me try to find it. But to summarize, what he said was, um, change now because, bro, we say, oh, you know what, we'll change, I'll start praying tomorrow. Oh, I'll start praying next week. Oh, I'll start changing tomorrow. Bro, the fact is, if you died, if you died a hundred years from now, you still won't change. Yeah. Do you get? If bro, if you don't have the intention to change right now, in a hundred years time, you'll see you change. You still won't change, bro. We all know that story of the man that had murdered around a hundred people. Mm-hmm. Like him asking the priest. Yeah. Is there any way for me? That was his hundredth person. Uh-huh. So when he saw the uh, saw the second priest, and the second priest said, "Make hijrah to another land. Leave and go to another land. There's mm-hmm. nothing for you in this land. Mm-hmm. Leave and start a new life. Make intention to change." Yeah. When he was halfway between the old and the new land, mm. do you know what they counted? His intention. Yeah. What was his intention? His intention was to change and start new. Mm. That guy could have said, I'll, I'll do, I'll, I'll change when I get to that new city. Mm. I, I could do it when, maybe when I take a break, maybe when I stop, maybe when I camp for a little rest or something. Yeah. But what's, what matters and what's important is making the intention to change now, making the intention to be better now. Because saying, I'll do it tomorrow, saying... I'll be better the following day. doesn't cut it. Yeah. Because if Allah takes you, then know you're, you are upon that. Yeah. And the way that you die, you wouldn't have increased your worship. I remember. You wouldn't have done any more. You wouldn't have done any more zakat than you were already yeah, yeah. going to, the way that you were going. Yeah. Um, I remember I read somewhere where someone said, um, what was a quote? Um, 
I really wish Allah could show us hell even if it was for one second. Mm. Because if that was possible, we wouldn't even do small sins like um, forgetting to say Bismillah before we eat. Yeah. yeah. Like, we don't stay in there for a couple of hours, bro. We stay in there for years, thousands of years, couple of years, we don't even know. Do you get? I think like, a day is like, what, 70 years or something? Bro, it's bad. That's how bad it is. A day. When I read it, bro, I got shivers, bro. Because no one wants to go there, for being really and truly honest. Bro, um, no one can hack it. Of course. No, 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 no of course not. I told you about, um, about like, how our current body and our current state cannot hack mm. Jahannam. Mm. Like, the... I heard this from Tim Humble in it, so don't quote me, quote him yeah. <laughs> if it's false. But uh, a ride is sorry. So our new, like what we'll be like, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Our skin, you know, it's thickness. I think I told you, mm-hmm. it's thickness. If we were to ride from one, like from the outer layer to the inner layer of your skin, yeah, it's three days ride. Mm-hmm. By a rider on a horse, yeah. if he was to ride from the thickness of your to to ride the full extent of the skin, this this thickness of your skin mm-hmm. will be a three days ride. Okay, do you know how far that is, bro? Yeah. Do you know how for three days? I'd say easily that's around to like where Germany, France is from us here. Mm. Easily like to where Belgium is. It's crazy, man. And that's just the thickness of your skin, and the lowest and the easiest punishment in Jahannam. Yeah. It's too cold placed underneath your feet. Mm. But it causes your brains to boil. It's at the bottom of your feet. Yeah. It causes your brain to boil. Even and the best punishment. That's the easiest punishment. You can't even punishment. say best. That's the easiest even punishment. The, even the easiest punishment. Is, bro, it's, you, you don't and that person says, there is not a punishment, there is not a person that has a punishment worse than, worse than mine. Yeah. They truly believe that this is the worst punishment that somebody can face. And then Allah will then reform their skin back to what it was initially. Yeah. And it'll go again, and it'll go again, and again, and again, and again, until your time is done. Yeah. Deeper. Right now, just light a matchstick or a lighter yeah. underneath your hand. Yeah. And just see how close you can possibly go. Of course. Because it's not a matter of touching. Mm. You, won't, you won't hack flame, the naked flame, to your hand. Mm. It's just to, how close can it possibly go before I pull it away. Yeah. Before I can't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, Jahannam is way beyond that. Mm. Mikaela... Uh, uh, so the guardian of the hellfire I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Mikhail no no can't be who's the guardian of the hellfire uh, I've forgotten all, all the names again like today no names are coming to me I, I, it's incredible Israfil is the one of the trumpets Malik Malik or Malik? Angel and how? Is it Malik? Malik. Yeah. Yeah. So Malik alayhi salam. Malik or Malik? Yeah. Alayhi salam. The garden of the hellfire. There's a reason why he's never he's smiled, smiled yeah, because, since the creation of it. Of course. When I read that in, in the Ibn al-Jawzi book, yeah. The Still of the Hearts, when I saw that page, it was such a short verse as well. Not a verse, short. Because, yeah, he does like really short chapters, yeah. doesn't he? That short chapter, bro, it spoke a thousand words, bro. Well, it's scary. Bro, deeper. It's an angel. Like, yeah. Jibreel alayhi salam can smile. Uh, it's like, it's, he's permitted to smile. Mm-hmm. Mikhail alayhi salam is, 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 is allowed to smile, yep. but he can't. He just mm-hmm. can't smile. The day that that hellfire was created, he wasn't able to smile. Facts. And that's just how crazy it is. And we think, what, we can handle one or two sins? No. We can handle committing one or two sins? 
it's not possible. It's not. It's you can't not. hack it. Honestly, like, it's not a fantasy land. Mm. It's something very real. Yeah. To even be a Muslim, you must believe that Jahannam and Jannah mm-hmm. exist. You cannot. You cannot be on the fence about it. It exists. It very much exists. So okay, we've established that it exists. Mm. We've established that you cannot even hack the fumes of it. Yeah. So how are you gonna? How can you hack the punishment? Of it? And I think like may Allah protect us from mm. it, but because I can't lie, it's not a joking matter. Yeah, it's no. something that can be so dangerous, bro. Yeah. So dangerous. That's what I'm saying. We have to be grateful that Allah has guided us, because I'm seeing a lot of my friends that are Muslims. They enjoy life. Why are they enjoying life? Or obviously don't want to expose sins, but mm. they're doing haram her- her- stuff. They're loving this life. They're loving the dunya. And they're not guided yet. See what I'm trying to say? You're, you're this, is their, this is their heaven. Yeah. And I just feel bad because... But how many Muslims are there that actually enjoy and love this life, bro? Like, by name, they believe in Allah. Yeah. Man, of course. But, bro, how many people do you see, like, work for this dunya like there's no akhirah? And not work for the akhirah, there's, there's no... Like, not enough. I mean... Wallah, there's not enough. Not enough. Bro, I don't want to say look anywhere. Yeah. But I don't think it takes much or takes far mm. to look. It will take a lot longer, let's put it this way, yeah. to find somebody that works more for the akhir than their dunya. Yeah. And it's so crazy mm. that we actually contribute. It's a prophecy. It comes real. Uh-huh. But it's not that it became real because of the prophecy. Mm-hmm. The prophecy is real because of it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. When the Prophet I'm um, not sure if you listen, had a chance to listen to it, but you may have been there in the background, so you may have heard it. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if you made it in time. Mm. But when we were talking about um, the hadith, about a time where people will, like, like the Muslims will become, like, like livestock, like like food. Yeah. That's how accessible we are to the enemy, to the people. Yeah. To the, the kuffar. Like, we're, we're that accessible to them. Mm. Where, right now, a Muslim life... Uh, let me let me try to rephrase this. Um, an English person dies, mm-hmm. killed by, let's say by name, a Muslim. Yeah. Now, in retaliation, they can kill 20 to 30 Muslims mm. and justify it. Mm. 100 Muslims and you'll be able to justify it. Why? Because you took the life of one of our soldiers. Too. You took the life of um, one of us. Yeah. The murder of how many Iraqis and Afghanis was okay. Why? Because you you thought that there was mass weapons of destruction, mm-hmm. right? How many was made justifiable? 11 million, 12 million, 13 million? Million. Mm. And not even a single of your life was needed to justify this murder. Mm. You just needed to spread a lie, right? Now, there comes a time we become that accessible to, to people, to the enemies. Yeah. And why? Because the pro- the Sahabas thought, okay, wait, are we that little in number? Mm. No, 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 you're vast in number, you're a bigger number. Mm. But Allah will remove from the hearts of the people, the enemies, yeah. fear from you or fear of you, mm. and put in your hearts the fear of this world and the fear of dying. Mm. In the sense that you don't want you don't want that akhirah. Like, oh my God, mm. don't let that come. I'm mm. still working for this world. I still mm. haven't collected enough. I still haven't done enough. Thanks. That's the prophecy. That prophecy is real. That prophecy is true. Why? Because of the condition of the people today. Mm. A lot of us work as if there's no tomorrow. Yeah. We'll be more bummed out that our grade is bad than missing a prayer. Right? Yeah. I know know it because that's the case with me right now. I think it's the case with most people. I feel like I'll be more bummed out that I got a bad grade than if I miss my salah, than if I miss Jumu'ah. Yeah. 
John Crazy Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't it? We are slowly entering, I think, those times. The end times. Yeah. Bro, 100%. And so, mm-hmm. bro, when, you look around you. You, mm-hmm. when you look around you and everything's slowly going towards that mm-hmm. and everything is getting worse, zina and sins and... It's become so normalised, isn't it? They're, they're going to start teaching LGBTQ crazy, thing in, man. like, to year threes and year fours. Yeah. Deeper. Bro. It's not okay for anybody to learn about that, bro. Of course. Not at that age. Mm. Not at any age to learn about any sexual orientation or any, anything yeah. sexual. Mm-hmm. At any, like... As a kid, no. For deeper, why did I have sex education at six, year, year six? Mm. I was such a freshie. I didn't know what sex education meant. I thought it was <laughs> six, the number six, education. Thinking, <laughs> oh, it's after school. Yeah. It's after school extracurricular activities. Mm. I didn't know it was going to be sexual education. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that. My parents would have not signed off. Yeah, it's crazy. But the families that don't know any better, that don't know the language, mm. what are they going to do? And even now, even if you do know the language, what are you going to do? Because if your kid is in a public school or whatnot, even probably private schools, because they just have to teach a curriculum or not, mm. you're gonna have to teach them this. Do you know how surreal that is to a, mm. to someone in year three, year four? Mm. That's that's wild. Yeah, why yeah. do they need to know about that in year three, year four? Mm-hmm. Why do they need to know about? Why do I need to know about in year six? I didn't. Mm. You're a kid. You're opening the gateway to people. Children are very curious. You teach them this, they're gonna want to know more. Mm. Or what is this? Salahadin Ayubi said, if you want to destroy a nation, implement amongst the young pornography. Mm. Make it widespread amongst them. Zina and pornography make it widespread amongst them. Mm. And destroys the condition in the hearts of the, the believers. Mm-hmm, it does. It's, it's surreal that we're going towards that. Yet day by day, we don't want to take any actions. We don't. Like, we see it. It's clear as day. We see it. We're going towards it. Yeah. We're getting closer and closer, day by day. It's getting worse and worse and worse. Mm. And we don't want to. We don't want to really do nothing. We don't want to make that change. Mm. It's still more important to us, the clout that we have, the followers that we have, the likes that we have, the amount of money that we collect, the job that we have, the status mm. that we have, um, how we perceived, all of this. Mm. This is a good time to enter into like. Um, I know it's been quite long actually. It's quite impressive. This might be one of the longer ones. Yeah. Where it's just a, like us two talking. That's because you chat a lot of poo, fam. No, oh, don't do that. Don't do that, fam. Stop talking. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, what was I going to say? One of the books, that, yeah, because <clears> I want to I want to move on to like books that we're reading right now. Yeah. But one of the books that I was recommended, if you want to like increase any knowledge on whatnot, mm. is Imam Nawi's 40 Hadith. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got Sheikh Ibn al-Uthaymin's um, explanatory notes on it. Mm. But the, num- the first Hadith that um, it talks about, and beautifully because it's believed literally to be one of the most fundamental basis of Islam is regarding intentions. Now, the hadith itself is, the reward of actions depends upon the intentions and every person will get the reward according to what he has intended. Mm. Intended God. Thus, he who migrates or whose migration was for Allah and his messenger, Mm. then his migration is for Allah and his messenger, Mm. and he whose migration was for worldly benefits or to take a woman in marriage, his migration was for that, Mm. which he migrated. Mm. And, you know, it's got a sahih sahih chain of narrations as well. Mm. Um, So what we get from this is that the reward of actions depends on the intentions. Mm -hmm. And every action comes from an intention. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to do an action without there an intention being behind it. Yeah. I drink, I drink for a reason. Mm-hmm. Either it's because I like the drink mm-hmm. or I can make it that I'm going to make the intention to drink water because it's good for me, mm-hmm. because it's beneficial to me. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, this body is a blessing from Allah and I'm going to look after it. Facts. Um, for example, a good deed, already something that's already permissible to you or uh, that is good, for example, can become an act of worship. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I use the example, um, well, I use the example of suhoor. Uh, the hadith, due to the Prophet Sallallahu saying, eat the suhoor mm-hmm. uh, or at suhoor, for there is blessing in, in suhoor. Mm-hmm. Narrated in Bukhari and Muslim. Because something that's already permissible can become obedience depending on its intention. If you intend to eat and drink upon obedience to Allah. And that's backed by that hadith. Yeah. Whereas something can become uh, a sin for you depending on your intentions. Mm. Because if, for example, I say we're going to release this episode so that oh, we can be better and look better and more people will listen to yeah. us and not the fact that it's hopefully, inshallah, it will inspire somebody. Mm-hmm. Or become a source of sadaqal jariya for us. Yeah. Or it's something that benefits mine and yours. Mm-hmm. It could literally be that and nothing more. We won't yeah. go outside of this. Mm-hmm. Just us two. Yeah. If it's the latter, mm-hmm. then we gain a reward. Yeah. If it's the former, we gain a sin. Mm-hmm. Same action, but different intention. Thanks. And every action has an intention. Mm-hmm. And I think... Oh, definitely get the book, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Imam Noah's 40 Hadith. Mm-hmm. And... I got the explanatory notes on, uh, by Sheikh uh, Ibn al-Uthaymi. Definitely worth the purchase. It's an amazing book. And that's just hadith number one. We'll, and We'll post the link for it on like, Instagram or Twitter, isn't it? Like, yeah. On the, the new post. It's one of the most beneficial things I could recommend yeah. because there and then you've got a fundamental of Islam that you're aware of mm-hmm. and you can now implement and try to implement. Literally, simply, the act of drinking water can be an act of obedience. Mm-hmm. Why? Because this body is an amanat from Allah, I have to look after, I have to look after its health, yeah. so I'm going to nourish it. Mm. There you go, man. A simple act of just eating and drinking has become worship. Mm. SubhanAllah. So mm. Allah has made it easy for us. Um, now with that, yeah. um, why are your favourite books? My favourite books? Mm. I know it's been like years since you last... Das Cap. Uh, See? Now, wow. Okay, no, sorry. You did read Disturber of Hearts. You, you read Disturber of Hearts. Before that, yes, it might have been a couple of years. <laughs> um, bro, I can't lie. You know, as a kid, yeah, even mm. as a kid, like teenage years, I used to read a lot, you know. Yeah. But then social media took over, bro. You get what I'm saying? Until I realized, bro, reading books is so beneficial for you, bro. In terms of literacy, right. in terms of knowledge, it's everything you get. Of course. Yeah. That's what I started reading again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are you laughing? Because literacy improves. You know, your knowledge. And yeah, so like... You'll no longer read it as... Heedless. Yes, okay. We'll get a point about that. <laughs> right, carry on. I don't Carry on. Yeah, Disturb of the Hearts. Um, I can't lie. Right, what do you think of that book? Disturb of the Hearts. Uh, bro, if anything, it scared me, bro. Yeah? It scared me, bro. Like I told you yesterday, mm-hmm. once you read it, it really disturbs the heart, bro. This bro, start, I think it's supposed to highlight the things that disturb the heart. Of course, yeah. but but it's but it also heart. disturbs your heart, bro. You get me? Like Subhanallah, bro. Allah's, Allah's mercy. You like a balance of your of fear course. and um, yeah, mercy, relying on the, one the fear aspect of Allah and the mercy of Allah. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Some people heavily, heavily. Uh, for example, I remember certain someone you you know as well as I, as soon as I mentioned this. They simply rely on the mercy of Allah because they can't bear to learn about the wrath of Allah. Of course, they know the wrath of Allah yeah. exists and how to the extent it goes. Hmm. 
but they can't bring themselves to learn about it yeah. because it generally scares them so much. Mm-hmm. So that, mm-hmm. first of all, they yeah. go, that's the, fear, that's the wrath of Allah. They acknowledge mm-hmm. the wrath of Allah. Yeah. That's out of fear of Allah. Yeah. But then, as a result, they focus heavily on the mercy and the blessings and the beauty um, of Allah's attributes. Uh-huh. Like, they don't want it. They don't want to be scared. Of course, they already are. Yeah, yeah. Do you get what I mean? Definitely. Like, does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. them, them not wanting to expand further yeah. on their fear of Allah, uh-huh. I feel like is a fear of Allah. So they've already fulfilled yes. that right. Yes, that you should fear Allah's wrath and whatnot. Bars, bars, bars. <laughs> Why are you laughing for? How is that yeah. bars? But yeah, a lot of people like to heavily rely on the mercy. The mercy. Some people like yeah. to rely on the I wrath because it motivates them. I think I was me before. Some the people like 50-50 like you, yeah. Yeah. I feel like before it was mercy. Do you know what I think now it's still a bit more towards the mercy, but... It's a balance between mercy and the wrath. I'd say more towards mercy for me yeah. and then the wrath. But just judging from this, the kind of people that I listen to when they give yeah. like uh, that word knowledge, mm. or, sorry, lectures, um, I do like to focus on the wrath aspect. So yeah. that it kind of does bring you back like, okay, because without punishments, without fear, you wouldn't pray. Of course. If there was no punishment for you missing a prayer, you wouldn't pray. Mm-hmm. Facts. So it's very necessary to keep mm-hmm. nourishing that factor as well. Yeah. Replenishing that factor. I feel like for me, before it used to be, I used to rely on the wrath, I'm not the wrath, the mercy so much because mm-hmm. I kept telling myself, your new Muslim, your new Muslim, this is fine, Allah will forgive you, blah, blah, blah. Everything I was doing, I had the intention in mind that, bro, your new Muslim is fine. Do these sins, do this stuff, Allah will forgive you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So until recently, when you start reading more, you realise... You know what? You definitely need a balance, bro. SubhanAllah. Mm. Yeah. The moment you realize Allah rules by a person by person basis and it's not a blanket covering, mm. it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, depending on your intention and where you are, and if you're giving, my 100% is completely different to your 100%. For example, if there's two, two, three, four people competing in a race, they all give 100%. There's a reason why someone comes first, someone of comes course. second, someone comes yeah. first. Uh-huh. Everybody's 100% is completely different. Mm-hmm. The beauty of that is, is that Allah judges you on the 100% that you give. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it shows on the outside. Do you hundred percent is a hundred percent? Facts. Mm-hmm. So the way the beauty of it is that Allah doesn't judge on a blanket covering, oh here's my jurisdiction, here's my 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 laws and whatnot, and that's how it goes. Uh-huh. Person by person, mm-hmm. case by case, rule by rule. Word, word, word. It's beautiful. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so you had fifty fifty? Yeah, fifty. Or you feel like it's fifty fifty now? Um probably like fifty five, forty five towards the mercy mm-hmm. side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, more or less a balance. Right, well, as you can see on the table, I'm a bit of a nerd, as you called it, apparently. Uh, nah, see, why are you always making me... I got called, called a nerd. Bit? I was on the balcony I, reading a book, I got called a nerd a, a nerd is a good thing, bro. Of course. I want my kid to be an... Okay, maybe... Okay, I want my kid to be smart, not a nerd. I want my kid to be smart. Oh, Actually, okay. Are you not smart if you're a nerd? A nerd as in, I don't want them to be like... A bookworm. No, I obviously want them to, but bro, who doesn't I, want their kid? I, I want, want my kid to be yeah, smart in it. But I don't want them to, bro, they don't, I don't want them to think dorky. life is literally computer games. But that's dorky, right? But that's dorky. Yeah. Having them being dorky, yeah. Nobody wants, wants their kids but, to be dorky. Yeah, I, I want my kids to have a balance, you get mm. 100. Yeah. Okay, well, one of my favourite books, mm. that's not non-Islamic. Yeah, yeah. The Alchemist mm. by Paulo Coelho. I think it's a Brazilian yeah. um, author. But The Alchemist has got to be one of my favourite books. Mm. I'm not going to lie. It was one of my favourite. Now, a lot of people take different life lessons from it. Yeah. 
I took one and it was that the treasure that this boy seeks out to get was right under his nose in the first place. Okay. So a lot of times you don't you don't need a new job to be happy. Mm-hmm. You don't need that new um you don't need a new promotion to be happy. You don't need a new source of income to be happy. You don't need a new uh, new environment to be happy. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. I mean? Sometimes you do, special cases you do, but I'm again, going off a general basis. Sometimes in that very moment in time, if you just change your view and the way that you think, mm. you can find happiness. Yeah. You can find contentment. You can find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I can't lie, this book was one of my favourite books, bro. I don't think... One thing is I don't think... Um... Really and true, I don't think we'll ever find happiness in this world. Then, exactly. We'll find yeah. contentment, but not happiness. Do you get? Yes. I feel like happiness, does it really truly exist? Ha- happiness sways, yeah. Happiness does exist. But happiness sways. Yeah. Uh, to me, really and truly, I feel like, yeah, there's no happiness though. <laughs> Obviously, we'll have mm-hmm. glimpses of happiness, blah, blah, blah. Well, but that's happiness. Mm. Happiness, but, happiness is quite temporary. Of course. Contentment can last you a lot longer. Yeah. But happiness is not... But we'll guaranteed, never, it's not yeah, guaranteed we'll never, as well. It will never last. Happiness will never yes, last. Yes, it's very temporary. I feel like we'll never, we'll never, yeah, we'll never so don't seek it, yeah. yeah. I, I say don't seek it to that extent. I'll say don't seek happiness, but seek contentment. You seek contentment, you'll find happiness. Contentment finds you Contentment gives you happiness. Not really. For me, it does. When, I, when I'm content, it gives yeah. me this happy feeling, yet yeah, that nothing can ever match. Some could say that is the feeling of contentment. But I think the feeling of contentment induces happiness. I feel like to some people, yes. The state of contentment oh. induces happiness because I don't think contentment is a feeling. Contentment is not a feeling. Yeah, but the state of contentment induces a happiness. Being content does not mean you're happy. I'll be sorry. I feel like if you're content, it doesn't mean you're happy. Yeah, That's not I always. Think. Of course, not yeah. always. Because you can things could be really bad around you. Mm. You still feel the pain, yeah. but you're content with what you have, with what you got, yeah. where you are. Mm-hmm. But there's other times where contentment hits and it's something different, you yeah. put a different point in life and it's not going bad and whatnot, mm. then that feeling of contentment will induce the most incredible... For me, it lasts like two minutes, yeah. but it's the most incredible happiness, feeling of happiness ever. I hear you. That two minutes I hold on to till the grave. Yeah. I'm not even joking. Like That feeling was incredibly you know, serene. Yeah, you know what them times where you have these glimpses of glimpse, bro. high happiness, bro? Wallah, glimpses, bro. 20 seconds later, but you're back to reality. But it's gone. I'll, I'll, I'll treasure that. I'll treasure that two minutes. Yeah. And you feel like, bro, when you're so happy, you feel like, bro, will it help anyone? You want to, bro, you get? Yeah, for me, yeah. When that two minutes hit, it was just utter peace. Yeah. It hit like dead, dead around like 2 a.m., mm. 12, something like that. Bro, it was serene. It yeah. was the most peaceful tranquil I've ever felt mm. in my entire life mm-hmm. and it lasted two minutes but I'll treasure that two minutes mm-hmm. bro that feeling was I can't describe it to nobody yeah. it was incredible I know what you mean I can't lie for me and you reminisce it every day, not every day but you'll think about it now yeah. yeah and it makes me happy mm-hmm. because I know that ex- one exists yeah. and two is what awaits me mm. one that ex- see that is good I, you know what mm. it exists it exists Happy and life. and once I've made it past this, if I d- don't see any more of it, mm. I know I'll see it in the afterlife. Yeah. 100. Inshallah, if we make it to Jannah, I know I can see it. Mm. But that feeling was incredible. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, was the best feeling I've ever had in my life. I can't, I can't describe it. SubhanAllah, I can't describe it. But wow, it was two minutes and yeah. two minutes that I just had me 
hugged. Peaceful, tranquil, quiet. Nothing needed to like, it wasn't like, oh, the environment was quiet around me. Mm. Just generally, I felt content. It was a state of contentment that I felt. Mm. And that contentment induced the happiest feeling I've ever felt in my life. It was mm. incredible. Yeah, and one more book that I got, yeah, for the curious sciencey minds, yeah. Mm. What If by Randall Monroe. And it's so weird. Yeah. Like, it's weird, stupid science questions. I well, just like, sorry, stupid questions. I feel like that would end up science that would Bro, um, let, me, let me try to find... Uh, what place on Earth would allow you to free-fall the longest by jumping off it? What about using a squirrel suit? Using what? A squirrel suit? Squirrel suit. What's a squirrel suit? I don't know, it's like, you know, like, you know what squirrels have when they're around the arms? Oh, the flying thing, thing. Yeah, 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 and then, you know, like, the legs are wide. I think just a flying suit yeah. or something. Shall I, all right, the answer is the largest purely vertical drop on Earth is the face of Canada's Mount Thor, which is shaped like this. It shows you, like, it's got an east slope, then at the summit, then it's like a mad vertical drop. Yeah. Can you see it? Okay. Yeah. And um, to make it snow a little less gruesome, let's suppose there's a pit at the bottom mm. of the cliff filled with something fluffy like cotton candy to safely break your fall. Yeah. Cool. A human falling with arms and legs outstretched has a terminal velocity in the neighbor, neighborhood of 55 meters per second. It takes a few hundred meters to get up to speed. Mm. Um, so it would take you a little over 26 seconds to fall the full distance. Yeah. That's the, that's the by the way, that's how long you're gonna be in the air, mm. that's it. That's the highest point on Earth, 26 seconds. Mm -hmm. What can you do in 26 seconds? For starters, it's enough time to get all the way through the original Super Mario world, <laughs> assuming you have perfect timing and takes a shortcut through the pipe. Mm. Uh, right. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, I think it gives you like, it goes really into depth about using wingsuits and whatnot. Mm. But that's one of the questions. Another question is, what would happen to the Earth if the sun suddenly switched off? If the sun suddenly switched off? We'll freeze to death. Must do right. Um, da, 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 it says the rate of submission. And if the sun went out, we won't worry about exactly how it happens. We'll just assume we figured out a way to fast forward the sun through its evolution so that it becomes a cold in, inert sphere. What would the consequences for us to be on Earth? Uh, on Earth, uh, reduced risk of solar flares. Would it not, bro, we're not freeze to death. I think. I think, we're I think they're just trying to like thingy their way about it. Well, it oh, gives you like many different things. In conclusion, if the sun went out, we would see a variety of benefits across many areas of our lives. You think? I think so? that's being sarcastic. Of course. Oh yeah, we'd all freeze and die. Of course. <laughs> so why did they wait until the very end to give us this? They actually violated, but they gave it literally right there. Look, soldier dream, son. In conclusion, wait, what would be the downside? Yeah, we'd freeze to we'll death and die. <laughs> but it's so good. When, if ever, did the sun finally set on the British Empire? Oh, it hasn't yet, yeah. but only because of a few dozen people living in an area smaller than Disney World. Hmm? This is actually really interesting. Yeah. Pure waffle, bro. Pure waffle, bro. The stupid. The questions are so stupid. Hmm. What is the furthest one human being has ever been from every other living person? Uh, ooh, raw. Ah. Now that I think about it, that. The furthest one human being has ever been from every other living person. But how do you even measure that? All? Yeah, one of the things is it's really hard to, you won't know for sure, because it's really hard to measure, but it gives it a crack and it gives it all science answers. That's crazy. How long could a nuclear submarine last in orbit? Hmm. 
Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, the, my, my favorite one, yeah? Mm. What would happen if you made a periodic table out of cube-shaped prick, bricks where each brick brick was made of the corresponding element? Okay. So you make you recreate the periodic bro, table. Bro, we'll explode, bro. Oh, yeah. Bro. There's so many I don't think it's impossible. Because, yeah, 100% it's impossible. First, for example, there's many elements that have nuclear properties. Mm. And so, uh, sorry, radioactive properties. Yeah. So you, you're pretty much screwed when they come involved. But way before even that com- becomes involved, mm. it's incredible what would happen. So, um, yeah. Ah, oh, one of the questions was, what if everyone, I know everybody will like this, what if everyone actually had only one soulmate, a random person somewhere in the world? One soulmate, and there was a random person somewhere in the world. Uh, does everyone have the knowledge that they have that one soulmate? Or I think it even tackles that, you know. So if everyone has the knowledge that they have one soulmate in this world, mm-hmm. bro, I can't lie, this world will go into chaos, bro. This For world will not function properly, bro. However, if people don't know that they have one soulmate and they have one soulmate, then I don't know in it. I feel like if people know it, it's gonna we'll go into chaos. Because, bro, you're gonna start second guessing everything. The girl you're with right now, stuff for a lot. The stuff wife you're with right now. <laughs> yeah. You Do you know what's so amazing? Guessing? It's tackled so many different things. What if they're not? What if they're already dead? Yeah, man's copying that book still. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, what if they're already dead? Yeah, but let's assume that they are in the same time as you. Uh, what about their sexual orientation? What about their their gender? Your soulmate, your soulmate. No, 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 no. I call like, my soulmate was a guy, bro. Your soulmate, nah, but your soulmate, as in like this is someone that you just unequivocally get along. With. Like this is your, like you have a bond. Yeah, like, an incredible bond. It doesn't need to be. A female, but obviously, ideally, we'll, we'll want well, of course, yeah, yeah, soulmate yeah, to be yeah, female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, therefore, get this book, What If, by Randall Monroe. And I can't lie, I think that's a good place to end on. 100%. The Curious Minds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this has been one of the longer episodes. I think, if not the longest, yeah. host episode. Probably, you know. I think so. I think all our episodes are like an hour. Yeah. But, do you know what I want to wrap up with, well, I'm wrap up by saying, May Allah help all the people in Palestine. Inshallah. May Allah help um, the, the people in Afghanistan. May Allah help the people in Iraq. The Uyghur Muslims. All the chaos in the world. All the corruption. May Allah help them. I mean, I mean. And yeah, man. Bro, stay in age. It's not, it's not looking healthy, man. But yeah. Allah, everything has a reason. Allah has a plan. And yeah, man. Yeah. Definitely keep everybody in the in your du'as. Uh, may Allah grant them victory against these modern day pharaohs. Yeah, yeah. Um, keep your deen intact. Mm. Keep uh, keep the iman and faith alive. And if you ever feel like it's going, you know, light is going out a bit, it's dimming. Uh-huh. One, it's okay, it's normal, but but make sure you have friends around you, companions around you that can look That's... after that and raise that. Mm. And even if you don't, which I don't believe is yeah. the case because everybody has social media, so use it for something good for once. Yeah. Not for once, but that's just me being condescending. Mm. Because I don't like using social media like that. But use it for good. Find some companions companions that will better your dean uh, and help you improve your dean. And you know what? Sometimes no companionship is a lot better than bad companionship. Oh, facts. A lot of times mm-hmm. that is Definitely. the case. If but not all the times. Good companionship is therefore, is therefore... Very dangerous. So look after that. Yeah. And look after yourselves. And I'll leave you with one last advice from me. Faith live to the dua. I'll leave you with this one last advice. Yeah. I got given it. Protect your fard prayers with your sunnah prayers. 
have your sunnah prayers as the last line of defense and not your fard prayers as your last line of defense. And the thing is, in regards mm. to when your iman takes a dip, and it does, yeah. when your iman does take a dip, mm. let your sunnah prayers take the hit mm -hmm. and not your fard prayers. Mm -hmm. So try to incorporate. When you have high iman, incorporate the sunnah prayers so that it's a regular thing for you. And when the time comes that you hit a dip in your iman, mm -hmm. It's, oh, I can't pray Fajr Sunnah prayer today. But it's not, I can't pray Fajr today. Do you get me? Yes. So guard your Sunnah, your Fajr, with your, your obligatory prayers, with your yeah. uh, voluntary prayers. And, you know, may Allah look after you all, keep you in good health, keep you in good wealth. And may Allah look after all of us, grant all those that have died uh, with the garden from the gardens of Jannah and grant them ease. And yeah, may Allah make us all successful. I mean, assalamu alaikum. Thank you very much for listening.